a facial, a nap, a vacation, all wonderful, all having their place, but it's not enough. Because you come back from the facial, you come back from the walk, you come back from the vacation, and your soul, your soul is still exhausted. Patrice Washington, and this is the Redefining Wealth Podcast, where authenticity leads to alignment and abundance. Join us each week as we peel back the layers on what wealth truly means and dive into conversations that inspire, connect, and empower you to live your richest life. Get ready to challenge the status quo. It's time to redefine wealth for yourself. You're listening to the Redefining Wealth Podcast with Patrice Washington. I'm super excited about today's episode because I know it's one of those that is just gonna move you to action and to transformation. You know that in this community, we fully believe that there is no wealth building without well-being. That's because we subscribe to the original 12th century definition of wealth, which says it's not just money and material possessions. It's about the condition of well being? And how can you be well if your people pleasing is causing you to burn out? I couldn't think of anyone better to introduce you to or reintroduce you to than one of my students, Dr. Patrice Buckner Jackson. She is one of the most powerful and brilliant women I have ever come across in my life. And I don't say that lightly. You'll hear why in just a second. I have watched this woman transform and evolve over the last three years. She went through Purpose to Platform, Command the Stage, and then in Mastery and Momentum last year, she finally did the work to write her first book, Disrupting Burnout, The Professional Woman's Lifeline to Finding Purpose. Now, she's been an educator for well over 20 years, an executive coach for more than 10 years, and she is definitely a transformational speaker. Dr. PBJ, as we lovingly call her, is the creator and host of the Disrupting Burnout podcast, where her mission is to disrupt cycles of burnout for people who do their work from the heart. If you missed her training in the Institute for Redefining Wealth this month, baby, you missed a good one. I'm going to suggest that you run to that replay as soon as you are done with this episode. If you're already in the Institute, you know where to go to get the replays. And if you're not, you really want to consider coming on over. We have been doing incredible, incredible work in the Institute for Redefining Wealth. And if you are truly serious about implementing these pillars in your life, it is the place to be. You can find out more at redefiningwealth.institute. Now, before we jump into this conversation with the brilliant Dr. Patrice Buckner Jackson, here is the affirmation of the week. This week's affirmation is actually not an affirmation at all. Every time I sat down to write the affirmation, what kept coming up in my spirit is that I needed to pray for this community of purpose chasers. And I want to be obedient to that. So instead of an affirmation, this is my prayer for you, because many of us who are called to do so many great things in the world, when we infuse that with people pleasing, we also end up in burnout. And that's definitely not something that I want for this community. So here's my prayer for you today. I pray that you would reject burnout as your birthright or assignment. 
I pray that you have the wisdom to recognize when you are in overwhelm and your energy is depleted, even by things that you may have prayed for in seasons past. I pray that you get the courage to prioritize both your self-care and soul care instead. I pray you are protected from the pressures of this world that seek to drain you of vitality and joy. May your brilliance never bring freedom to others and bondage to you. And may people pleasing never make you a prisoner to purpose. I pray that you are blessed with the resilience to set boundaries and honor your needs without guilt or shame. May love, light, and wisdom infuse the being of every person listening to this right now. And may they be nurtured back to harmony and have a fresh wind of inner peace. Declare this with me today. Ashe. Welcome back to the Redefining Wealth Podcast, Dr. PBJ. Coach, listen, you know it's an honor. Anytime that I can share space with you, it it just fills my heart. So thank you for having me. Oh my gosh. From the moment you sent me this book, Disrupting Burnout, this thing has been... Now I'm going to show you. They may not be able to see it at home. I don't know if you can see. This thing is dog-eared, underlined. I have my... I've answered the questions. I have my own... It is incredible. And I remember last year around this time when you were in Mastery and Momentum and you were sharing that you felt released, like it was time. Take me back to a year ago when you were really in the writing process of this book. Mm. I felt called in my spirit that I should have a seat for five months and write this book. I've been carrying this book since I met you in 2021. I've been in all of your programs. We know this. I have not missed one. But when we were in Mastery and Momentum, there was this shift into honesty that I have never experienced in my life. And not just in my writing, But honesty in my relationships, honesty in my faith, honesty in every area of my life. And it pushed me to a place where this book began to flow out of me. I could not ignore it. I was waking up in the middle of the night, putting notes in my phone, getting out of the bed, coming to my office, just writing. There were moments where I wrote for an hour or two hours without stopping because I could not stop the flow. There are things that I've written in this book that I've never said because of that flow. And I know being in community with Mastery and Momentum freed me so that what was locked up inside of me could come forward and I could share it with the world. Oh, that is so good. And I remember you acknowledging that back then. So again, it was about just a year ago. So from that moment of release to me seeing so many women in the Purpose Chasers community, I just don't see nothing but selfies with this book, just all selfied up. Every time I open my phone, Facebook, Instagram, somewhere, and they are loving it in the same way that I have loved it. Now, the thing that I want you to speak to really quickly is you started out in Purpose to Platform. That's right. So in Purpose to Platform, which was basically a business coaching program, and it was all about helping women, right, use their God-given gifts online. 
you started out with purpose to platform and then went to command the stage. But mastery and momentum is what released it. Why was the business stuff not enough? I think sometimes people need to hear that because I keep saying it and I don't know if they listen in PBJ. Well, first, let me say you've never been just business stuff. Even purpose to platform, command the stage. It may have been a business training, but I promise you it was going through purpose to platform was the first time that I went to therapy for myself. Going through purpose to platform was the first time I saw myself outside of the box that people had put me in for so long. Oh, you're an educator. You're an administrator. You could be vice president one day if you want to. Well, I got there and that didn't fulfill me. I got there and it wasn't enough. So after I got to that point, my heart started searching like, Everything they told me, I feel bamboozled because this ain't it. So what is the truth? Where is it? That's how I found you. That's how I found Purpose to Platform. And we went through the process and you taught us, I mean, from A to Z concerning business with coach, what you pull out of us is more than business. So my process started there. Mastery and momentum is a different level. It's a different level because those conversations are not contrived. They're not planned in a way that there's this workbook and these modules. And literally, we can't recreate what we experienced in mastery and momentum. There's no way that you can do it again the same way, right? Because whoever was in the room, As we were in the room together and the conversation arose, all of our hearts connected. It was what everybody needed in one place or another. So what you're doing now is a much different level and it's a deeper work that those things I'm I'm saying this now we're married to the tools. The tools don't matter. It's not about the tools. You can be podcast, YouTube, write a book, write an article, whatever. That's just a tool. But it's the purpose that needs to flow. And mastery and momentum unlocks what's on the inside of us. Oh, so good. So good. I love in your book, you say your brilliance can bring freedom to others, but bondage to you. It can bring freedom to others, but bondage to you. One of the reasons that I really wanted you to be here is because as the community grows and I'm learning more and more about these brilliant women that I attract who are very compassionate, they're very nurturing. They're all of the things they want to serve. They have hearts of service. You've been in education. And in my own way, I've been in education in some form or fashion, not higher education, but, you know, and just doing what I do. And we are the very ones who become a prisoner to purpose. And this is about recognizing when we allow the people-pleasing associated with the call on our lives or, or how we allow it to be associated with the call on our lives, how it ends up keeping us in bondage. I would love for you to just share how this occurred to you in your own life. Yeah, so I always say your brilliance is your superpower and your kryptonite. It is the way that you transform a group of people, a company, the world, but it will also be your number one tripping hazard, your bondage, if you don't have boundaries around it. For me, particularly, and this was several years ago, April 2015, I was serving as associate vice president at a university. 
And this particular day, I was responsible for meeting with a group of students who were protesting in the president's office. My whole team knew this was the priority. Nothing else should interfere with this. So when someone from my team came over, I knew it had to be something critical. I walked out into the hallway and she said, our chief of police needs you right now. So I gathered my things. I drove across campus and I got there. I was ushered into a back conference room. When I got there, it was wall to wall police officials. I knew it was a bad day. When our chief police came over to me, she gave me a list of names. She said, I need you to find out where these people were today. I took that list, got to work. Before long, we had to move the whole operation over to our College of Nursing because the tragedy was connected to our College of Nursing. We had lost five nursing students in one car accident on their last day of clinicals. They had a car accident with an 18-wheeler truck. I went from working with our communications folks to determine how in the world do you put this in an email? How do you tell the community what happened? I broke the news to some of their parents. I stood in front of their nursing peers and their faculty to read their names for the first time. And it was just being ushered from one place to the other. And at some point, our university president, he grabbed my arm and he said, Patrice, thank you. And I didn't have time to think about what I was going to say to him. And what flowed out of me was, sir, I was born for this. And I kept going. I kept going, but I kept reflecting back. Why did I say that to the president? Why did I say that? Why did I say that? I eventually learned through this work that I do concerning burnout. It's my brilliance. It's what I do. It's who I am. No matter where I show up, if you called on me, somebody's in crisis. If I'm your speaker, somebody's in crisis. The reason why this is significant is because I lived my life trying to be validated by other people. I lived my life contorting myself to fit into a box that was created by others, whether it be family members or the church I grew up in or colleagues or mentors or leaders or whom, even my students, my own child and my husband. I lived my daily life trying to fit what every person needed from me. And I got to a breaking point because my soul could no longer handle it. So we talk about brilliance because in order for us not to just show up in purpose, to show up full, but in order for our souls to be whole and not broken, you've got to pour out purpose and stop looking for the validation and the anointing and the release from other people. You've already been released. You were born with this brilliance. No, You didn't learn it and you didn't earn it. Nobody gave it to you. There's been brilliance in you all your life. But instead of recognizing that brilliance, we live according to the standards of others. And we wonder why we're tired because you're constantly chasing. People don't know what they want. So if you're constantly chasing the standard of somebody else, you're always going to be overwhelmed. You're always going to be in survival mood and you are going to find yourself in burnout. The more I have given myself permission to not live rooted in other people's rule books, the more in flow I have felt. At the time of this recording, we are just getting off the first day of Committed to the Vision which was delivered at the time of this recording now a couple weeks ago. 
And I was sharing and committed to the vision how my spirit woke me up at three o'clock in the morning, like just showing me all of these things. It was the most easiest and effortless thing. I didn't have to fight for it. And the breakthroughs that happened just live, I know because I felt it. My throat was closing up and people were praying like just in the comments. I, I know the power of what I shared and committed to the vision. I know that if someone never even comes back, they got what they needed from that one day out of the four days. And I say that to say that there was a time when I used to over rehearse and over practice and have to script things and have to have all these things. And I'm not saying that I don't prepare now. I still prepare, but I'm not overwhelmed by perfectionism. I'm not overwhelmed by the idea that I have to perform because like you said, it's already in me. It's always been in me. It's always been here. But when I thought I had to do it the way other people said it needed to be done is where the performance came in and the people pleasing and the thinking that someone else's information was more valuable than my intuition. And when I released that, my whole life has a different flow than even when you met me. My whole life has a different flow. My business has a different flow. My energy has a different flow and glow because you said it this way. You said, I'm convinced if the burden is heavy, it's not what God gave you. If you are overloaded and overwhelmed, you are carrying something God did not assign to your shoulders. And baby, when we give ourselves permission to release what was not assigned to us, but to get in alignment with the vision that was, it's a whole level of freedom with that. It's next level freedom. What you're describing in my faith text in the scripture, it says that his yoke is easy and his burden is light. And what that literally means is the purpose, the flow that is assigned to you, it is a perfect fit. It is tailor made. And what's so interesting is what is perfectly fit for you, coach, will crush somebody else. It would destroy them because it's not tailor made for them. And there are so many people who are busy trying to be a cheap copy of somebody else rather than walking in the brilliance in which they were created to be. And they wonder why it's heavy. They wonder why it's overwhelming. They wonder why it's easy. And we, when we say easy, we're not saying, oh, we're sitting here with our feet up drinking mimosas all the time, maybe sometimes, <laughs> but we're working. Yeah, we're working. But when I allow the flow on the inside of me to be released, it's supernatural. It's supernatural. I compare the writing of this book to the writing of my dissertation. I almost didn't write the book because I remembered the trauma of that and going through that process. It was not the same because when I wrote my dissertation, I was trying to please people. What do they want? What will they approve? What do they want to hear? Not so with this book. I allowed what was already in me just to freely come out. So what you have in your hands is the essence of who I am. I didn't have to make it up. I didn't have to work hard. I didn't have to research for 10 million years before I wrote it because it's my story. It's what I walked through. It's what I've been through. And it's more than enough. 
It's more than enough. So your brilliance, your purpose, it is a perfect tailor-made fit. And I'll say this, that's another reason why you can't find somebody to follow. That's another reason why you keep looking for somebody so that you can just copy what they're doing. It will never work. It will never work. Yes, we can learn. We can be inspired. We can be connected. We need community. All of that is true. But even in community, when I think about mastery and momentum, all of us are different. All of us, we're women from all over the world and all of us are different. But because we're in community, the specific flow that's assigned to me comes forward because I'm connected in an environment that encourages that and allows that flow. That's always been so important to me as a coach from the beginning, even when we were doing Purpose to Platform or Command the Stage Mastery Moments and Pillar Mastery, whatever it is. I always say, I'm not trying to make you a clone of Patrice Washington. The world has Patrice C. Washington. That's it. I don't want you to be just like me. I want you to be who God called you to be. I'm here to help you bring forth who God called you to be. So even when you remember, I used to be like, I didn't, I can't crown you. (laughs) You got to crown yourself. God has already called you. Now you crown yourself. Okay. I can't do that for you, but I can create a space. Now, I'm always willing to share everything that I can. I'm always very vulnerable and transparent with my own life, my own stories, my own experiences, my contacts, my resources, whoever I have has been a blessing to me. I'm going to introduce them to you, whatever I have. But ultimately, you are here to be one of one. God made no mistakes on you. There's no mistakes. So now it's just about being in a space where you are constantly reminded that you give yourself permission. I'm not giving you permission. I'm just here to keep reminding you that you have permission to be all of who you are. Every other month, I attend a Super Friends brunch where we talk about everything from purpose to pursuing new dreams and even menopause. Yep, you heard me, menopause, because if you're over 40 and your girlfriends don't keep it real, I don't know what to tell you. But we have these important conversations because how can we redefine wealth if we're not keeping up with our hormonal health? Now, we discovered Happy Mammoth. It's the company that created Hormone Harmony, and it's dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for us. They make no compromise when it comes to quality. Hormone Harmony contains herbal extracts called aptogens that help the body adapt to any stressors like chaotic hormonal changes that happen naturally. And any woman with symptoms of hormonal imbalances can take Hormone Harmony. It's perfect for hot flashes, night sweats, menopause-related brain fog, sleeplessness, occasional bloating and gas. You get the picture. Hormone Harmony can help with all of these things. And for a limited time, you can get 15% off on your entire first order at happymammoth.com by using the code RW at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code RW for 15% off. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Have you realized yet that your purpose in life is constantly evolving? The thing is, it can only evolve, grow, and expand to the extent you're willing to do the work to heal. That's why I've created a transformative half-day virtual event designed for purpose chasers who want to integrate their authentic selves in every aspect of their life. Together, we're going to co-create conversations around reflecting on current patterns, amplifying your genuine desires, prioritizing fulfillment over the facade of what you should do, and we'll talk about achieving actual tangible results. I believe our work together will have a profound impact on your life as we break you out of autopilot, scale your potential, and set you up to attract everything you say you desire. Plus, this space will be an enjoyable and supportive environment for new connections with like-hearted purpose chasers from all over the world. Together, we will laugh, dance, and maybe cry, but we'll be doing the work together. If this speaks to your soul and you want to detox and release what's no longer serving you so you can live fully in the pillars of redefining wealth, Tickets are currently complimentary for this half day of coaching, training, and co-creating a new blueprint for your heart's desires directly with me. So grab your ticket today at patricewashington.com slash soul detox. That's patricewashington.com slash soul detox. In the book you talk about, this book is so doggone good. You guys, I have a zillion notes. I want to be here for three hours talking to PBJ and my brain is trying to like, girl, bring it in. Oh, there's so many good things though. There's one piece that I really love. You said, God loves you too much to exalt you to a place your soul is not prepared to steward. And that really stood out to me because around the same time that you were even sharing hints of what God was downloading for you, what I was getting was soul detox. So you remember around the same time, I was getting similar downloads in my own prayer time and the soul detox was birthed from that. And we have another one that's coming up in March. And if you've never participated, when I announce it, you definitely want to get in. Soul detox is the same. What God showed me was that people are not as physically exhausted as they think they are. Their soul is exhausted from being ignored. And we are praying for places that we literally are not prepared to steward. We are praying for these job titles and these offices and you know this money, this whatever work and money pillar you want to say. And your soul is not prepared yet to steward it. Can you speak to that? Because one of the other stories that I remember you kind of developing while you were in command the stage was about your own moment of just complete burnout. You prayed for a job, you got the job, and your soul wasn't ready. 20 years in that career, worked my way up, got there, got the special parking space, 
got the corner office, had a full division of people under me, the community, oh, welcome, Dr. Jackson, our vice president, all of the accolades, and it almost crushed me because I had not done soul work. I had the degrees. I had the training. I had the professional experience. All of the things I had checked, all the blocks that people told me needed to be checked. I had done all the things and I got all the way to that point and broke because I did not understand how to take care of my soul. I didn't understand that a facial, a nap, a vacation, all wonderful, all having their place, but it's not enough. Because you come back from the facial, you come back from the walk, you come back from the vacation and your soul, your soul is still exhausted. So when I talk about soul, I'm talking about your mind, your will and your emotions, right? That bridge to the spirit. You got a body, you got a spirit and you got the soul. If your bridge is broken, you can't access what you were talking about earlier, coach, of being woken up at 3.30 in the morning and just having that flow come. And then you open your mouth at this training that I was just in as well. And hundreds of people from all over the world are saying, you're talking about me. That's me. Yes, that's me. You can't make that up, but you also can't do it if your soul is wounded. So we have to do the heart work. We have to do the heart work in order to take care of our soul so that we can be equipped to stand in, in the position and do the thing that we were created to do. Because you say this all the time. It's not about us. It's not about me. Like this, this purpose, this brilliance, this flow, this is not for me. But there are women who are in burnout. There are women who are hanging in the balance and they're praying. For somebody to show up with a word, with a strategy, with something to help them. If I am going to stand in that space, if I'm going to stand in that space of delivering these strategies and taking them by the hand and helping them walk out of burnout, my soul better be healthy. My soul better be in a space that I can take what's coming when you stand in that gap. So we got to do the soul work. It is necessary. It's, it is critical. It's critical. You not doing that work at that time, though you had reached what you prayed for, 20 years of work to get to this celebrated place. And then if I remember correctly, you ended up under your desk crying. In the fetal position. In the fetal position. It was a moment. We were in the middle of moving students in. It was August 2019, not even long ago. Look at how my life has changed in a matter of a few years. But we were moving students in. All the things were happening. I went into the office that day. I couldn't take it. I cried all the way to work. I cried all the way to work, got there, went into the building as I normally do, saying hello to people, loving on them. It was all I could do to get behind the door of that office. And I crumbled. I remember holding up my weight with the edge of the desk. I was just grasping the edge of that desk because I didn't know how to hold my own weight up anymore. I had no strength left. I had no strength left. I ended up and I I wanted to be, I wanted to be under that desk, but I was ashamed. I, I thought somebody would find me there. 
pick up the phone, call my husband, try to explain to him what was going on. He told me, he said, go home, I'll meet you there. He didn't know what he said. Because when he said go home, something in me snapped. Because see, I knew it, when I opened that door, it would be a student who needed me, a staff member who had a question, a colleague who wanted to have a quick conversation. I had taught everybody in my life that I could be all things to all people and they believed me. And I had nothing left. I quit my job that day. I turned in my notice. I went home and I was at home for five months with no job, no income, and no idea what I was going to do next. You mentioned in the book some of your P2P sisters. These are other women who talk about these moments like Lindsay Ray Perry and Nicole Roan. This is so common for high achieving women. We just don't talk about it. And I think the beautiful thing with your ministry, with your work, with your podcast, with this book, is you're hearing from someone who has had all the accolades and the degrees and all the things, who's giving voice to the fact that this cycle of burnout is real. And I thought it was important because this theme for this month in Redefining Wealth is Stop People Pleasing. And of course, you're our guest expert trainer in the Institute for Redefining Wealth this this month. That's exciting. But even for those of us who are high achieving, I don't even think we realize the cycle that we put ourselves in because we are celebrated. We are celebrated for the cycle. We are celebrated for saying, oh, I got it. You can trust me. I'm the one. I was born for this. We are celebrated for how we handle crisis. We are celebrated for all these things. And we do it over and over and over again to our own detriment. I would love for you to give voice to the three signs of that cycle or or the cycle of burnout as you have it laid out because you did it beautifully. And I, I need you guys who are listening right now to lean in because at this point, you may not see yourself yet. But I need you to understand that you have been normalizing, you have been intellectualizing, you have been romanticizing and rationalizing, rationing out lies to yourself and others. And more than likely, at this moment, you are in this cycle and don't even realize it. And I don't want you to have to clutch the desk to keep your weight up or to pull over on the highway because you're in the breakdown, or it's any of the number of stories that I've heard in our community. PBJ, we prayed before we started the episode. I believe that understanding this cycle of burnout is going to set women free all over the world. So I'm going to give the floor to you. I just want you to break down this cycle, starting with survival mode. So in the cycle of burnout, the first phase is surviving. And in surviving, you can feel the pressure. You physically feel it. You emotionally feel it. You know it's too much. You know it's not a good fit. You know that this is not sustainable, but you don't know how to stop. 
You feel like you're on the roller coaster and you really wish somebody would stop the ride just so you could catch your breath. You don't want to run away forever, but you sure could use a couple days to yourself. But because you've been taught and you've been conditioned to never stop, never quit, never walk away, never give up, give it your all, serve well, you just keep going. You keep going. And when we ask, how are you? Because sometimes we ask that question in passing as a hello. But when someone really asks, how are you? Your answer is, I'm fine. How's work? It's fine. How's home? Everything's fine. It's all fine. Fine is a mask word. Fine either means I don't even know how to tell you. Or if I tell you, would you even know what to do? So I'm fine. And you keep showing up and you keep going. In surviving, you pray just to have energy to wake up and do it all over again tomorrow. There's not joy. There's not overflow. There's not flow. You feel stuck and you feel trapped. If you don't do something different, if you don't make a shift, then you move into the phase of overwhelm. In overwhelm, it feels like the water level of your life is rising and you are fighting to keep your head above water. Where in surviving, you could wear the mask and people who don't know you well, oh, they think you got it all together. You're suffering, but you make it look real good. Oh, we, they wish they had your life. They're looking at you, which are all of your accolades, all of your degrees, whatever you might have. And they're saying, I wish I was you but they don't know the cost of being you. And overwhelm, that mask starts to crack and it starts to tell on all of the warning lights are going off on the inside of you. And overwhelm, your body starts to speak to you. So you start to have aches and pains and migraines and and system issues and you get sick more easily and you just keep pushing it off. I don't have time to go to the doctor. I don't have time to check on myself. You have a full pharmacy in your purse because you're just masking. You're masking what your body's trying to tell you. Your, Your mind starts speaking to you. You can't rest. Sleep and rest are not the same thing. You may sleep and wake up tired. I don't know about you all, but there were days that I woke up exhausted. I know I'm not the only one. Your mind is constantly running and it feels like you're never in the right place to do the right thing. You're at work thinking about what you need to do at home and you're at home thinking about what you need to do at work. And no matter where you are, it feels like you need to be in 10 other places. Your emotions start speaking to you. You you might cry or you might get angry and and it feels like those emotions are not controllable, like they're just coming out. Those are your warnings signs. Your most critical relationships. When I was in overwhelm, my child, my one and only daughter, she felt like she needed an appointment to see me. She felt like my job was so important that she needed to just stay out of my way. And I couldn't even see it because all I could see was I was serving. That's what we're supposed to do, right? We're supposed to serve. I didn't know how to get out of this cycle. If you don't do something different, you go from overwhelm to burnout. And I define burnout as the involuntary automatic shutdown. Something breaks, something stops and burnout you cannot hide. It is very public. You can't tell it when 
and you can't tell it how. You can't say, listen, burnout, I'm going to take a week or so off in a month. So I need you to hang out in the corner until I get this week off and then I'll go away and I'll fall apart and then I'll come back. That's not how it works. When you're in burnout, something is broken and there's no more hiding and there's no more pretending. And there's no, there's nothing else to say. How are you? I don't even know what to say. So that, those are, that's the cycle. That's the cycle of burnout. And we call it a cycle because many times you'll keep pushing, keep pushing and then get a little breath of fresh air. Like, okay, I'm okay. I feel better. I feel better. But before you know it, you find yourself in rock bottom again because you didn't do anything to disrupt the cycle. And that's what we want to encourage you to do today. Disrupt the cycle. I want you to do a people inventory. Who are you serving that wasn't assigned to your hands? What boxes are you contorting yourself to fit into the ideas of other people? They're not even your thoughts, but it was something that was passed to you or passed down from you. I want you to do a people inventory and I want you to think, am I surviving here? Am I in overwhelm here? Am I in burnout here? It's time to really pay attention because you are your first advocate. If you don't value you, coach, you taught me this. If you want to be valued, you value you first. You go first. You need to do a people inventory and you need to figure out where you are in this cycle. Oh, and this is so important because I always say you can take the right gift to the wrong space, to the wrong industry, to the right ministry. And what we see is even in the book, you talk about 76% of employees in 2022 said they experienced burnout. I believe that even entrepreneurs go and create the same cycle because it's not the workplace, it's us, right? So many of us, if we're honest, if we get radically honest with ourselves, we were doing these things in childhood, in middle school, in high school. There's a lot of things that we picked up And then let somebody attach a paycheck to it. Oh, my goodness. Now we sold out (laughs) for people pleasing. And like you said, when you are a high achiever, I love Valerie Burton said there's a difference between being a high achiever and an overachiever. Many of us have been conflating the two where we are brilliant. So, yes, we may be called to high achievement. But because of our people pleasing tendencies that we've picked up throughout the years, we are now overachieving. So we are putting ourselves over and over again in these spaces of overwhelm where there is no overwhelm we created, but then we say we value peace. That's something that had to be illuminated to me. If a core value of mine is peace, why was I allowing my calendar, which I'm in control of, to become chaotic? Because I had learned how to, in my mind, thrive in a cycle of burnout because it's all I knew. For so long, that's all I knew. I did it in in middle school when it was getting straight A's and playing all the sports and being class president of this and outside activities and volunteering and this and that. That didn't just start. And then we see well-meaning parents and caregivers and the adults who love us especially for those of us who come from African-American communities where we are taught that we have to work two and three and four and five and 10 times as hard to even be seen. So you put all of that together 
And this idea that I have to be grateful that I even got here. I got to be grateful that I got this title. I have to be grateful that I have this platform. So I have to push through. I have to grin and bear it. I have to show up no matter what. All of the things. It's a recipe for a disaster. It is the recipe for breakdown and burnout. And many of us have just become so accustomed to it and we've normalized it all. And we recreate it even when it doesn't have to be present. Coach, it's the nature and the nurture. It is literally in our cells. There's research that shows that trauma is passed down biologically. So if we think of it that way, think about women in particular, the women who came before us, our ancestors, generations before us. For some of us, our ancestors were punished for rest. They would risk their lives to even consider resting. For women in general, we've always been considered or expected to be all the things. So it's in our DNAs. It's born in us. But then on top of it, it's the nurture as well, because it's what we saw. It's what we've always seen. We are really the first generation of women. We are really the first generation who said, not only am I a high achiever, not only am I do I have accolades, not only am I professional, but I'm going to do this in my own flow. Nobody did this before us. And we're the first. And anytime you are the first, you are cutting down all the trees and you're making the way for everybody who's coming behind you. So we need to acknowledge that we understand that it can be a challenge to live this way. It's simple, but it's not easy. But when I tell you it's worth it. Oh, I was just talking about during Committed to the Vision, herd bias, right? And how we are hardwired to stay with the herd. And so we get to a place where we feel like maybe God is calling us to do something different, but it doesn't align with what the herd thinks you should be doing. And the idea of turning around and going in a different direction than maybe your family or your peers or your church or any of these herds that you have associated with is difficult. It is not easy. And I recall having to do it over and over and over again throughout my life. And that has been the most rewarding. And even to break out of this cycle of burnout, for you to say, I only want to operate from flow. I don't want to be in overwhelm. That's a bold stance to take. It is a bold stance even to say, I finish work at a certain time when people have said, no, you need to be the first to get there and the last to leave. And now you're like, "Uh, I'm leaving with my kids. Uh, get out of school, you know, like when you are starting to push up against what society has been conditioned, you know, or your environment, whatever that looks like for you has been conditioned to expect from you. That is not easy, but you need to find a new herd. This is why you need to be in community and spaces with people who normalize this vocabulary. I said before, The best thing about childhood is that it's over. So as an adult, you get to choose. Maybe you didn't choose the family. I I don't think you did. I know I didn't choose my family. I'm going to keep it real. (laughs) You didn't choose the family that you were born into, but you get to choose your herd. And it is important, whether you are an entrepreneur or a professional of any stripe, to go be around people who are getting aligned in the way that you hope to be aligned because they will automatically be speaking 
the words and using the tools and sharing the resources, just a part of their normal day to day. This is why I created the Institute for Redefining Wealth. Some of us need to be around people who speak this language because it gives you permission to speak that language and then to demand more of yourself and detach from other people's response to the demands you have on yourself. The greatest gift you gave me, in addition to this truth that I needed to hear for so long, was an invitation to join a community of women who live in freedom. I, with all of my accolades, degrees, all the things, and I'm grateful for all of it. I'm not talking down about it. But even with all of that, I did. I wasn't aware that this life was available. I had never seen that. I had never been exposed to people who make their own hours, who follow their own heart. And I'm not just talking about entrepreneurship. Wherever you serve, wherever you pour out purpose, I had never been exposed to people who lived life according to their own purpose and who did that in peace and in flow. And as a result of being a part of the Redefining Wealth community and all of your programs, now I know not only is it possible, but it's a real, I'm living this thing now. Like this is my actual life, but I had to be exposed to it first. I had to become aware. I had no knowledge that this was real. I want to take it a step back. You made a decision though. Even with Purpose to Platform, and I I don't remember how you came into Purpose to Platform, but I just want to honor you because whatever made you say yes at that moment, and I've just watched for the last, what is it, three years now almost, just all of the things that have happened. I've watched you leave another job and speak full time and (laughs) be on the road and now write this book just to see how that one yes being obedient to that one yes, Patrice, it's changed your life. And it's, it changes my life because I get to be a witness to that. And it reminds me that even in my imperfection and all my flaws, God can still use me. And so when I'm able to say that to you all, even as clients, it's that ripple effect. It's that reminder that yet, yeah, oh, also in my imperfection and flaws and the fact I'm still working on all the pillars regularly, but I could still be used in a mighty way. This is what happens when we say yes. This is the power of obedience. This is the power of giving God something to bless. This is the power of taking the next best step. But people don't take the next best step because then they'll have to take responsibility <laughs> for what comes next. and. We're not always in control of what comes next. And I understand that that's what frightens people. But I also think that that same thing is what, instead of people being freed, it keeps them in bondage. And so the cycle continues. So I just want to honor you because you couldn't have written the book on disrupting burnout until you freed yourself from that cycle. You're exactly right. You're exactly right. And I I appreciate you. And you're right. One, yes. <laughs> it's, it amazes me. I was in the same cycle for over 20 years and we are three years in and everything that I knew to be normal has transformed in the most beautiful way. I was 
thinking about this earlier, Coach, I had one of my book tour events this weekend and so many people came out and they were talking about what the book has meant to them. Several of them had it early or they've been listening to the audio and all of the things, right? Well, what am I going to wear? What do I look like? Or I still have so much work to do, or I wish I was this size, or I wish I was that. Those people did not care about those things. It doesn't mean I don't have responsibility to continue to pour into my own soul and to take care of all my pillars and to take care of my body. I do. I do. But you don't wait. You taught me that. Don't wait until all of that is done. You'll never do it. We let go of perfection. I'm moving. They're growing with me. My community is growing with me and they're watching and participating as I change. We're all changing together and it is beautiful. So thank you for bringing up the point that don't wait to perfection because it's not coming. It's not coming. We weren't created to be perfect, but we are responsible and we can hold both truths at the same time. That's right. Oh, I love it. I love it. Hey, podcast family, big news. I've just launched a game-changing app designed exclusively for you. It is officially the Redefining Wealth app with Patrice Washington. Now all of my courses, coaching, live streams, and most importantly, my community are just a tap away all under one roof. You can download the app now for seamless access to exclusive content and a vibrant community of purpose chasers from all over the world. This is the ultimate hub for all things Patrice Washington and all things Redefining Wealth. You can search for it in your app store or find the link at redefiningwealth.app. That's redefiningwealth.app. Do not miss out. Your journey to redefining wealth just got a whole lot easier. Download the app today and let's take this adventure of redefining wealth for ourselves to the next level together. In the book, you break down the tells, how to tell if you're in the cycle. And I want you all to pick up a copy of Disrupting Burnout. You can grab it on Amazon. You want to get into these tells because this is probably how you'll know also that you're in that cycle. And it's body, soul, spirit, relationships, environments. You break it down so well. And I love that you say burnout is not just a self-care issue. Burnout is a soul care issue. And so you really dig in to all of these symptoms, essentially, of overwhelm for people to be able to recognize. And I love the parallel. We're so complimentary, right? Because even when you talked about how at the time of your breakdown with burnout, under your desk was a bunch of papers piled up. That was essentially space pillar. <laughs> you had a little tell going on in your physical environment, but people couldn't see it because you could hide it. That's right. They saw the beautiful office, but not all the, the papers piled up underneath that were a, a physical representation of the overwhelm, right? So I love this because I feel like what we talk about in terms of the pillars in the book, you give really tangible examples of how that manifests into burnout. So I just want to encourage everyone to grab a copy of Disrupting Burnout. The last piece, because I know I have to let you go. <laughs> I don't want to. As a matter of fact, though, so you did mention you're on tour. What Are you still on tour? At the time that this drops, it will be mid-February. Is there Are there any cities or locations that we can still hit and support you as Purpose Chasers? 
Absolutely. Absolutely. So on February 17th, we will be in North Augusta, South Carolina. So if you are in Georgia or South Carolina or even Florida, it would be a beautiful location. Um, And then at the end of the month, coach, I am going back to the place where the burnout happened. I am going to Albany, Georgia. And I'm going back to the people that I walked away from because they need to know this testimony and they need to know the outcome. So I'm just excited. And I've got some calls to add Atlanta and Columbia. So if you go to disruptingburnoutbook.com, then you can keep up with us on the book tour and all things book. So disruptingburnoutbook.com, all of the details are there. You know, I love a good full circle moment. I will tell you that in this season of filming Opportunity Knocks, this is the second season, the family that I got assigned to support literally lives 10 minutes away from where I had my breakdown, my bathroom floor moment in 2009, March 9th, when I was bawling, snotting, crying. You know the story. And the Holy Spirit said, get your Bible. I landed on Proverbs 17, 16. To be able to turn around 15 years later and go back to that city as this Patrice Washington, that is where I applied for food stamps. That is where I first got on welfare. That is where I had to chase the power man down who came to turn off our lights with Reagan. My daughter was a baby at the time on my hip. And to go back 15 years later, you get to go back much sooner, but to go back 15 years later because I'm there to film in a now award-winning show on PBS and have the driver help me go find the apartment building and to be able to get out and step on that soil, step and walk that driveway that I used to walk up and down and just pace like, God, <laughs> what is going on? There is nothing like a full circle moment and being able to stand in the space and look back. I wept. I shared a little bit on my Instagram stories that day, but I wept. And this time I was ugly crying because of joy. I wasn't ugly crying because I was sad. I wasn't ugly crying because I was burnt out. I wasn't ugly crying because I was confused and lost. I was ugly crying because of gratitude for the fact that God could deliver me from a time like that, a space like that, but then also to go back and see that it was all with purpose, on purpose, for purpose. Had I not had that moment of breakdown and developed compassion, the compassion that I have today, I don't know if I would have gotten it in another place. And I say that because when you go back to that space, I know that you are going to be so full and it'll be (sighs) heavy, heavy and light heavy and light. But when you go back and step in that space and remember that it was with purpose, on purpose, for purpose, that time was not fun. It's not anything that we would wish on an enemy, but God used it and it was necessary because without that, there is no disrupting burnout. There's not heart. There was not the podcast disrupting burnout. There's not the book. There's not all the things that I've watched you develop just in the last three years, just in the last three years, the way that I've personally watched you blossom, none of that happens without that moment. And so sometimes when we get in that space of wanting to regret or resent 
There's no regret. There's no resentment. This is beautiful. I'm so happy for you. I know what that feels like to be able to go back. And what a blessing to be able to go back and be received. Because I know that a part of what you, I'm sure, lamented about that time was that you had just got the job and you left at the beginning of the school year at a college. And that's the busiest time of year. And I know they was hot with you, but you saved yourself. Yeah. Yeah. They were moving students in at the time that I quit. Like they were actively doing the work. And when I tell you this is a God thing, one of my P2P sisters, Brie Carroll, was kind of talking to me about the book tour and what I wanted to do and what that could look like. And she said, it sounds like you're going back to all the places that are significant to the story. And I said, you know, you're right. I hadn't thought about that. But at that time, I had not added Albany. So when she said that, I said, oh, Brie, I'm missing one place. And I told her. And we talked about what it could look like and how to do it. And I still wasn't quite convinced. Coach, when I tell you a week later, I was booked to speak in Albany, Georgia. And this organization is not connected to the university, but the event is in the very building that I walked away from that day. I'm supposed to go back. It's an assignment. I have to go back. I cannot continue to travel this country telling this story without going back to that same place and planting my feet and sharing these strategies. I have to go back. Praise God. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. Oh, my goodness. You know, I want to shout. You know, I wish this was just a coaching call so I could really act up. Oh, I wish this was a co-created conversation and mastery and momentum so I could really do what I like to do. I just want to holler. So I'm going to have to go on ahead and log off because that's just too, it's too much. It's beautiful. And this is going back to the herd. Brie Carroll is a byproduct of the Redefining Wealth community your P2P sister, your command the stage sister. And this is why we put ourselves in spaces. I was reading through the book as I've read the book. You shot, I see you shout out other P2P sisters every time I turn on my phone. Like I said, command the stage, P2P, redefining wealth people are holding up the book. This is the power of community. And I am so grateful that you guys aligned and she was able to speak life into you and speak that into existence. Who who are you tethered to? Oh my goodness. Who are you anchored to? Who are you allowing to speak around you? Baby, listen. Oh, PBJ, before I let you go, let me ask you the redefining wealth questions. I'm going to ask you these rapid wisdom questions. The first one is, how do you now define success? Obedience is success. Not married to the outcome, just be obedient. Yes. Okay. How do you define wealth in three words or less? Freedom. I wish y'all could see my face. I'm doing all the things. (laughs) Yes. Okay. What's one book that has helped you redefine wealth for yourself? 
I really thought through this, coach, and I got to say it, not that you need me to say it, but redefine wealth for yourself. The reason why I have to choose your book is because before this book, before your book, I, I grew up in a way where wealth was sin and poverty was holy. And I always struggled. It, it never fit me. It never made sense to me, but I trusted the people who taught me. Joining your community, reading your book, being mentored by you is the first time that I could truly see that that's not true and that wealth is more than just money. It is every area of my life. So I have to choose redefine wealth for yourself. I receive it. Thank you. Ah. I love it. And the last one, you're going to fill in the blank. My name is, and to me, the truth about wealth is. My name is Dr. Patrice Buckner Jackson. And to me, the truth about wealth is, it is my birthright. It belongs to me. Amen. Patrice, I adore you. I love you. I am so, so proud of you. I'm so grateful that God saw fit to align our paths. I don't doubt that we will be on the same stage one day. It gives me such great joy to know that that is going to happen. And I don't even mean on a stage that I curate. I mean, we're just going to end up on the same stage, same event, somehow, somewhere. You are brilliant. Thank you for this work. Thank you for teaching us that burnout is not just a self-care issue, it's a soul care issue. And we have a responsibility to nurture our souls so that we are freed to do what we've been called to do in the world because people are waiting for us. I thank God for whatever brought you across my path in 2021. And I can't wait to see what happens over the next three years, five years, 10 years. Thank you for allowing me to do life with you. I'm so, so proud. I just, I have no more words. Thank you for being here. It's my honor, coach. Thank you. You guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode of Redefining Wealth. This client highlight with Dr. Patrice Buckner Jackson just fills my cup, fills my soul. I already was on a high from recording uh, day one of Committed to the Vision today. And then to have this opportunity to spend time with this brilliant woman, now best-selling author, really just, I am overflowing with joy, truly. Like in, I am overflowing with joy. I'm so happy for her. If you are interested in working together, if you're interested in Mastery Momentum, I invite you to apply at masteryandmomentum.com. If you're not already in the Redefining Wealth app, at the bare minimum, come and get in the app. Come and find your new herd. Find a tribe of people who are so aligned. We just want, we're like-hearted. We just want to see each other win, not being like one another, being exactly who God has called us to be. So if you haven't downloaded the app, you can do so on your iOS device or Android device, your mobile phone, your tablet. You can even log in online, but go to redefiningwealth.institute for more. Until next time, I want you to go live your life's purpose, find fulfillment and earn more without ever feeling like you have to chase money. We'll talk to you later.
You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.